0: Lot of sports podcasting from Chicago. You're listening to Pass the Mic with Nucci, Quasi, and Digits. Hello, and welcome to episode seven of Pass the Mic. It's March 16, 2016. It's uh, March Madness Eve, uh,
1: so we'll be talking some NCAA basketball uh, with the tournament games starting tomorrow. At Eleven fifteen a.m. Central Time. We'll have a uh, DePaul Colts recorder on pretty soon. Uh, after that, we'll move on to some MLB madness, like, uh, get into that Adam LaRose craziness that happened today. Just ridiculous. Ridiculous, <laughs> Just right? Just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> uh, move on to some NFL, you know, some Bears' freaking things that happened recently, like last week. And then finally, wrap it up with some M- NBA and NHL talk.
0: And now to talk what's on everybody's mind: March Madness. With returning guest, associate coach Rick Carter from DePaul.
2: How are you guys doing? Hey, good. how's Carter. Good. Fun? good. We're good. How are you doing? Uh, we had a whole bunch of people talk at one time, but it's not. Everybody's doing well. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely doing good. Thanks. Uh, thanks again for calling in on the show.
2: Oh, I appreciate you guys having me. Sorry, I'm late. I was at dinner. Oh, that's oh. fine. Where'd you go? I was at a, um, a little Italian spot here downtown. I actually don't know the name of it, but it's a spot that I frequent often. It's one of those hole-in-the-wall spots.
0: If you, uh, if you know the name next time, to, uh, email us, and we'll have to uh, check it out.
2: Oh, yeah, no, no problem. I can do that for sure. It's in Legion Park. It's right near Sheffield. I wish I knew the name. I don't. Hmm. But I'll get it for you, and I'll, I'll definitely let you guys know.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe eventually if we plug them, they'll uh, sponsor the show.
2: <laughs> oh, not a bad idea. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, you guys should get Paisano's. That's my favorite pizza place. Oh, Paisano's? Paisanos. Yeah. I,
3: I I'm in there trying all the time. <laughs> 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 all that ends up happening is I keep buying their pizza. Yeah, it's
2: understandable. It's good.
3: So is today, like, uh, it's like Christmas Eve, at least for me right now. I can't wait for tomorrow to get started.
2: You know, this is, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic for me because the last three years I've obviously been playing on right, this yeah. weekend, but then before that, when I was at Western Michigan, it would it had been six years and it was one of my favorite days of the year, ironically, because we would just go out and get, this is terrible to say, we just go to the bar all day, <laughs> and just watch games oh, and like man. have a great, have a great time. So all so I'm, I'm probably going to take my depression out tomorrow a little bit. Yeah, I'll try to do that too tomorrow. I would have to say that. The <laughs> good up thing up all is all there's tabs here. There you go.
1: <laughs> hit up one of the Lincoln Park bars, yeah. you know, McGee's or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming out again, Coach. Uh, I know it's been like a tough season or whatever, but you know, a lot of positives take away too, like great defense, great job on the boards by right? DePaul, and I know you have you have like a fantastic recruiting class coming in next year too. Uh, so. I mean, you must, you definitely have something to look forward to next year for sure, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, coming into this year, I think we had expectations and we had goals. And I think they were really based around the talent that the roster had, that we thought the roster had, just from, again, an outsider's perspective looking in. And then when we got here, I think our number one goal and i think we talked about it on the last show was really to change the culture right and when you're trying to change your culture ironically enough like it wears people out and that's part of it like you know it's like chemotherapy like you gotta erase everything in your body in order to get healthy again mm-hmm. and by going through that like we probably didn't achieve what we wanted to but it gives us a place to start next year and a place to build and i think that's what we're really looking forward to more than anything is that you know our guys really did, in their heart of hearts, try their best to do what we wanted them to do. They they played hard for the most part all year, and then at the end of the year, I think they just, again, hit a wall. And they couldn't really physically do it anymore. Yeah. But the culture has been put in, and moving forward, you know, now we have a standard of how we're going to do things, how we're going to operate, and they know. Obviously, the wins and losses, if you can change, that will come. I said this to somebody the other day. Right. Could we have won more games? Yeah, maybe we could have we could have kind of maybe got a couple more wins because we shot the ball better, but we want to be a great program. We don't want to be a great team for DePaul. So we don't want to be a one-year deal. We want to change the program forever. So, like, learning how to defend, learning how to do things the right way, I think we put that into place. So I think it will pay dividends in the future.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, probably, like, the casual fan can't see it, but you could definitely see, like, defense compared to last year. And even, like, on the boards, you know, like, I think you guys had, like, Plus, differential in every game, almost you know. So it was it was it was good to see you know like improvements in not record, but like you know at least in stats wise.
3: Yeah, you got to start somewhere, building a foundation, and like yep. you were saying, just build on that. Um, I remember just ag- actually just being a, as a Cubs fan. I remember uh, when Theo first got here; these guys were looking at me right now because they're Sox fans. He but whatever. His, he had to get his whatever. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. When Theo first came here a long time, you know, years ago, he said. You know, it's going to take it's going to take years. We're going to build up the farm system. We're going to get a plan of a a culture and everything the way that we want to play, and eventually you will see it come to fruition. And you know, we've obviously seen that in the in the past year. And um, I see that's kind of what you guys are doing is just you know building a foundation to move forward with.
2: Well, obviously, for me, I'm a huge Michigan State guy. You know, like I graduated from Michigan State, and I worked for Coach as a GA. Yeah, and I remember. My senior year of high school was 1997, and it was when Coach Izzo got the job. And I remember they wanted to – his first two years, they weren't very good. And I remember going into his third year, they wanted to fire him. They were like, this guy isn't the right guy, blah, blah, blah. And they were, like, really upset. And he just stuck with it. He stuck with his plan. He stuck with who he wanted to be, who he wanted his team to be. And obviously, you know, however many NCAA tournaments – I think it's 16 NCAA tournaments later – they haven't missed one. He's won a national championship. He's been to however many final fours, I think eight or nine at this point. Yeah. And it's like again, he didn't he didn't give in to change to try to be what somebody wanted for a year. Mm-hmm. And I think Coach Leto has done a really good job of laying out that foundation. And obviously it's been successful for him in the past, but it's also been successful for the people that have used the same formula, you know, the Jim Calhouns and now Kevin alley you know, the people that came out of that tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, do people have to be patient? Absolutely. I think we have to be patient even as coaches because there's days where it is wearing, like you don't like to lose. You're used to winning, but, you know, just maintaining the course, you know, keeping your hands on the steering wheel and staying straight ahead. That's kind of how you want to get to where you want to go.
3: Okay, Sure. Do you have uh, any new prospects or anything that you're looking at? Some
1: uh, new talent? Actually, I have a question. We do. That's right. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) No, no, no. No, you can. Uh, I mean, uh, Mike is like a, not a DePaul guy, but like I was hoping, like you know, I didn't cut you off there, Mike. But I was gonna ask kind of of right. about, like a next year recruit or whatever. Uh, one of the guys I've been watching high school basketball, like uh, Devin Gage is coming into DePaul next year. Uh, you know, he's going to Peoria this weekend. Curie first time playing in uh, state finals. Like I think he's like a going to be a big difference guy. There, him and Brandon Cyrus. Like I mean, those. Can you talk a little bit more about those two guys and uh, you know, elaborate on it.
2: Yeah, we got, and then we have Aljuron Eichelberger as well too. Right, still right. in oh, the right. state Sorry, playoffs, yeah. in a, for sure. Yeah, those three guys are all Stein, so I can definitely talk about all three of them. You know, Devin is one of those like high volume scoring, tough, you know, Chicago kids, and he'll obviously make an impact on our team. You know, he's he definitely knows how to put the ball in the basket. You know, and that's obviously much needed on any team because that's how you win games. You put the ball in more than the other team. But the thing that he has, like most of the guys that we recruited. He's a winner, you know, and that's, again, one of the underlying things in this recruitment of this class is we need guys that have won games. We need people that know what winning feels like and remember what winning feels like. It wasn't four years ago. It wasn't It was last year. So we want to bring that more than anything into the culture of our team so we can do that ourselves here. Brandon, the same thing at Lalamere. You know, they're going to be competing for a national championship next week down at Dix or in two weeks during the final Four. It's a um, tournament for all the best high school teams in the country. And um, he's a winner. You know, Brandon is a long, athletic combo guard. You know, he can play the one, he can play the two, he can play the three. But he reminds me, again, I'll go back to my Michigan State roots, of a Morris Peterson. You know, when he fills out, when Morris came to college, like he was long and thin, and nobody thought he was going to be great. Right. You know, he just didn't have the body for it yet. But he had the athletic ability, he had the length. And Brandon's very similar to that. He's going to be able to guard multiple positions, he plays extremely hard and he's extremely vocal and he defends and like that will really help our program like he talks on the court all the time and that's contagious and then Eljaban is an undersized power forward who just has a physical presence you know he I think he's averaging 15 or 16 rebounds per game in high school and that's one of those things that translate to college you look at Delgado at Scene Hall he led EYB Ellen rebounding at 12 a game well when he was a freshman, he averaged eight rebounds a game. It's just those things carry over. So Al has really long arms. You know, he plays bigger than what he is at 6'7", six, 6'8", six, mm-hmm. and he'll do all the little things, like a Dennis Rodman. You know, he's diving for loose balls. He's right. from a very gritty area. In oh, and again, yeah, very. it's a very similar comparison. Mm-hmm. And I don't, again, Draymond probably had a little more skill set as far as what he could do offensively right away, and he had a... He had a Draymond had a ton of confidence. I actually had him in AAU. But that's where that's a little bit different. He's more of a Dennis Rodman, we're a jack of all trade types guy.
3: Right. So are you going down there to
2: watch the championship? Um, I am not. Uh, I think Coach might be going down. We um the NCAA only allows you so many days to go out and recruit. You get hundred and thirty and you have to save some of them for spring recruiting. Uh-huh. and as you know, like we are gonna we are gonna do some we're going to add some more pieces to our roster. So I think we're down to a limited amount of days that we need to kind of save a little bit. So only one of us are going to go down and see it. Okay. Yeah, I got you.
3: Um, so getting to the tournament now, um, who is your pick to win the championship? I have a guess who it might be.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I, there's, there's two teams that I'm, I really do think have a great chance of winning. I think um, Michigan State, obviously, is one, and sure. my heart's probably into that more than anything. But I do think they're playing better than i remember a Michigan State, a Michigan State team playing, and they're shooting the ball so well, but, yeah, they're still defending. And I think any time you have a team that's shooting the ball like they are, like they're the number one shooting team in the country, but you're guarding at the level that they're guarding, you know, you can make special things happen, especially when your shots don't fall. So they'd be one. And then my – my dark horse team, and I don't necessarily know if they're much of a dark horse to win the whole thing. I like Villanova, and I've I've liked Jay Wright for a while. I think they do a really oh, good no. job. Okay. And I think if Ochefu can stay healthy, which is a big if, mm-hmm. I think they really do have a chance. But again, he he's not healthy right now, so I don't know where that's going to end up. So yeah. But I do I like.
3: I'm looking at Villanova. You know they uh, guard. And I'm looking at their uh, the route that they'd have to go, and I actually see it. It could be very doable. I mean, they beat, you know, they, they win the first round against UNC Asheville, and they'd play either Iowa or Temple. I could see them beating both of them, and then they'd play. I mean, you know, Arizona, either Arizona, Wichita State, Miami, or Buffalo. Um, they they could beat all of them too. I'll, I'll tell you my dark horse though. I like, I, and uh, who you got? once once again, I don't know if uh, it's really considered a dark horse either, but I, I kind of like Texas A&M.
2: Not a bad call. I, they are, you're, you're right. And he has them playing at a very, very, very high level as well with a ton of confidence. You know, the one thing, and again, I've been in the league before in the SEC, that you're not as battle-tested as some of the other high majors. And I mean that in all due respect to that league because right. – I know I'm a huge fan of uh, Calipari. I love Kentucky. But it's a very top-heavy league. And this year in particular, like I think when they get three teams in or two teams in. So over the course of that season, you're not tested like you probably need to be. So that's why I struggle with SEC teams.
3: Okay. Yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. And, and and then again, I, I picked them, so now they're destined to lose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, hey, you know what? This is one of those years, though, that there's so much parity out there that really – Anybody really could win it. I think – I can't say anybody. I think there's probably 15 to 20 teams that if they end up in the Final Four, I wouldn't be shocked. And, again, if you can make it to those last two games, anything's possible at that point.
3: For sure. Um, so who, who would you say is the the first big
2: team to go out? I think I think Carolina will be the first big team to lose. Ooh, that's Ooh, yeah. the, I, oh, that's I, mean, I think that's I, play.
3: Play. I, I think oh. you're right with Carolina. They just got – I mean –
2: they okay. got so
0: many tough teams to go through right away. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to change a bracket. Bracket or two. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I do. I didn't, it isn't anything against him. I love Marcus Page. I remember seeing Marcus play in high school. I just think there's something about them when I watch them that doesn't scream like, I'm a Final Four, I'm a national championship right. team. Yeah, I just think they're missing an it factor. Like, they're missing that guy. You know, I know everybody will say Johnson is like, oh, he's, he just doesn't do it for me. So that'd be the team. And I don't know about Oregon. A lot of people are getting out of Oregon either way or the other. Like, yeah, they're really good. I haven't seen them play enough to, like, really make an assessment of them. I mean, I just think,
1: like, Pac-12 is a big conference, right? So that's why everybody's, like, you know, kind of picking Every, up. This, yeah, everybody rags on
3: the Pac-12. I think it's just none of us stay up late enough to watch those games. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it's
1: like a ESPN you, I
3: it. agree. Yeah. Those games are late. But, yeah, I mean, North Carolina also has, like, uh, assuming – the brackets go the way that they look like they would. They could, they would have to face like Indiana and Kentucky potentially. You know, that's that's, that's pretty tough. Um, also, on that side of the bracket is uh, your old team, Xavier. What do you think about their chances?
2: I, honestly, I think they have a great chance. Um, they're one of, the, if I would actually say they're probably the deepest team in the tournament. Mm-hmm. They have two guys at every position, and that's the thing that makes them such a hard. Makes them a very hard matchup because if Trayvon Bluett's off for a night, well, J.P. Makira is on, or Miles Davis, they have enough size down low that they can really compete and bang with anybody. You know, Jalen Reynolds, James Farr. they can go small and move Trayvon to the four, so they can really play in a lot of different ways. The thing I would say about them that, again, they're young. Even though, even though they're, they have depth, they still don't have a quality. Not quality. They have a quality point guard. They don't have a point guard with experience. You know, Edmund Summers electric, but he he can can have seven turnovers. He can have five turnovers. You know, like, they don't have that true point to settle them down in a rocky moment. And you kind of saw that against Seton Hall. You know, Seton Hall used their athleticism and their length in the Big East tournament to really bother them at the guard spot. Like, they were just a little bit shaky, and it took them out of their rhythm. You're going to see a couple teams like that at Indiana or Kentucky North Carolina, but you're going to have the battle of blue blood to get to a final four and win a national championship, and that takes poise and compo- composure in order to win that game.
3: For sure, and they're, and they're saying this year is like the, the year of the senior. Apparently there's just uh, a lot of seniors playing oh. on a lot of these teams more apparently than in any other year.
2: Well, you can even go with Xavier for that matter. Like yeah. James Barr is a senior for them, and he's playing like a senior. You know, like he's getting you know, a 15-rebound game. Like, he's scoring 12 in a game that you didn't think he was going to score. Like, he's playing like a senior. But you're right. You know, there's so many Denzel Valentine. But all those guys are playing at a very, very, very high level.
3: Nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, so who, who would uh, be, I guess, uh, your sleeper team to make the Final Four?
2: I mean, I'm going to say Wisconsin. I think that he's done a really good job, and he has those guys bought into his system. Mm-hmm. And, like, even though they went through some adversity early on with Bo leaving and them not winning games, I think the Big Ten is a really tough conference. I think the Big Ten has some of the best coaches, if not the best well, you see the, the issue batch with, of coaches in the league. You see, the issue with that is is that
3: Wisconsin will be playing Xavier then in the second round. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, hey, I haven't showed you my bracket. I didn't. If you saw my bracket, you spice see why I'm saying that. Now, I don't know if I'm saying they're going to go to the Final Four, but I'm just saying that. I'm, if you ask me the question, I'm giving you my answer. Yeah, I got it. I got it. We, gotcha. we like the honesty. We like the honesty,
3: Coach. I got you. My sleeper is Cal. They're just freshmen with raw talent, maybe nothing else, but we'll see.
2: So no, so, you're right. Cal would be another one. You're yeah. Jalen Brown's a phenomenal player and he has the ability to take a game over and obviously Rab is, Ivan Rab, he's very good. Uh,
0: I have a question. Uh, How far do you think, uh, is there a Big East team that you're thinking will uh, go far and surprise everyone?
2: Uh, Say that one more time. Uh,
0: I said, is there a Big East team that uh, you think will go farthest in the tournament?
2: I do, I think, honestly, I think all of them have a good chance. Um, we talked about Xavier before.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, again, I talked about Villanova. I think Villanova could win the whole thing. I think if is healthy, I think they could go pretty deep. And for them at this point, with all the criticism that Jay is getting and he doesn't deserve it at all, where they haven't been past, you know, the first weekend, and it's like, that's how, number one, it's a really hard thing to do. But I think Villanova could make a deep run. I think Xavier has the potential to make a deep run. I do think Seton Hall, because, again, watching them for – four days, Mm -hmm. they're playing at an alarming – a a really alarming pace. And they're playing with just this bravado. You know, Isaiah Whitehead might be playing better than anybody else in the country right now. And it seems like a late-season
1: bravado too, right? Like, I mean – Come again? I mean, they started – the East played pretty slow. So it seems like a late-season thing where they just picked up and they started winning. and All this confidence is built on basically
2: after that. And, you know, what he's doing more than anything is he's, he's relying on his teammates more. Well, mm-hmm. so they're giving him a little more confidence because they're playing at a better level. But it's also allowing him to make some really tough plays when he needs to. Like, he has a pro game in a sense where if the clock gets under three and he has the ball in his hands, he has a way to get a shot off and he has a good chance of making it, you know. So they can make a deep run. And, again, they have depth and they have size. They got Delgado. They got some length down there. You know, rodriguez is playing really well for them too um butler's another team that again is a matchup problem mm-hmm. just because they run their stuff and then they defend they really really guard they have a system for defense okay. so they can make a, another good run as well too
1: uh coach as far as like a uh, first time and everybody's looking for the upstairs alerts i have a couple of them like let me know if you what you think arkansas little rock i think they can be purdue obviously DePaul played them early in the year i think richard state obviously with a senior leading team they can be arizona and Hawaii over Cal. Uh, you had any, on, of, some, uh, any upset picks?
2: I would say that Stephen F. Austin Stephen F. should okay. win that first round game. Okay. Um, Coach Underwood, he's, uh, he's a Frank Martin disciple and the way they defend, they essentially deny you everywhere on the court. Like we mm-hmm. saw it in South Carolina, the but it isn't just your normal that Stephen F. Austin in the first round is playing uh, West Virginia. Okay. Oh, man. I'm changing my whole bracket. <laughs> <laughs> bra- bra- no, but it's like, so the way they're going to display is they're literally going to make whatever you want to do offensively, they will not allow you to it. Like, they will deny you if you run to half court and the ball's the other – now, others, they'll keep denying you. Like, they just deny, deny, deny. Mm-hmm. So they essentially make you play left-handed. make you play a pickup game of basketball. Yeah. And then offensively, they play very, very, very slow. Oh. So they're essentially trying to turn you over to get layups on turnovers by denying everywhere. But if they do have to play on offense, it's going to be at their pace. It's going to be very methodical. You know, so you pick up fouls trying to guard them. Okay. So I would say they have a chance. I like um, – that like would be probably the one. If I said there was one team I would say that's probably a good, that would be the one I would take.
1: Okay. I mean, what do you think of Arkansas Little Rock? I know obviously you guys played them early in the year, so you had a chance to see them in person.
2: You know, the thing that got – again, he, he revamped his roster. I think he brought in 10 new players this year. Mm-hmm. And I think what got him by in non-conference was – a lot of people, when you hear Arkansas Little Rock, you're like, okay, this, this team's not going to be very good. Mm-hmm. And they have a dynamic score. And again, his system, he has, a, he runs a system and they adhere to it very well, offensively and defensively. I, Again, I think the problem with mid-major teams or low-major teams when they get in the NCAA tournament is they're not battle-tested over the last two months against the 6'11 athlete. So I think you'll get a Cinderella here and there. Uh-huh. But... I don't, I don't know. If, I don't, I don't see it with Arkansas, because I don't think they have the size. Now they do have a guy that can really shoot it. So they couldn't, you know, make it one of those games at the end. You're like, Whoa, but I, I don't see him moving on.
3: So what would you say matters more than for the, for the teams? What do you like better? Do you like size on a team or do you like shooting? Uh, you know, be, uh, or, or quickness, small movement and, and better shooters. I mean, obviously you'd like to have both, but a lot of times in these college teams, it seems like they have one or the other. I
2: think if you have size and athleticism, you can negate shooting. Okay. So you can take shooters out because most shooters aren't mo- aren't very athletic. Right. So you can take away their space. You can take away where they're getting on the court. Ironically, you probably need a great shooter if you have athletes so you can get the athlete's space to operate, to drive it. Well, then when they collapse, you got to have people to shoot it. So you obviously want to have a combination of both to be a great team what I would say supersedes all that is confidence right. and I think those are the teams that really win in March are teams that are together and they're confident so if you stack two teams up side by side and you say okay I got Arkansas Little well they're really really confident mm-hmm. but I'm playing against uh, who are they playing in the Purdue, first round
1: Purdue.
2: all right Purdue just lost the Big Ten Championship they guarded Michigan State probably better than anybody else. They're, they're just as confident, but they're more athletic. Yeah. I'm probably going to have to go with Purdue in that game. So that's kind of how I would look at right. it. Yeah. But confidence, it, I think, supersedes most.
1: Probably the biggest thing that helps mid-middle I'm guessing, is like senior leadership more than anything else because like, they know how to play together.
2: Yeah, and knowing how like, – but if you remember Butler even back in the, uh-huh. the day when they were in yeah. the Horizon, Horizon League yeah. and they made it to the Final Four. Yep. Right. They they knew what winning was. You know, they were seniors and they knew winning.
1: Yep.
3: All right. Cool. Well, uh, we're we'll gonna do a, a, a one word gameplay here. Uh, this is a little a little new thing that we came up with. We're just gonna say out a player's name uh, to you, and if you can, uh, just say the first thing that comes to mind. All right. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Devin Gage. Tough tough Eli Kane warrior warrior those are, just, those are good descriptions <laughs> all right Buddy Heald competitor Grayson Allen
2: say that again Grayson Allen from Duke uh, um this isn't fair, because I know Grayson really well. I think that, I, I do. I know, I, I recruited him really, really hard, and I know his family really well. I feel, I feel really bad for Grayson, because I think he's getting this terrible rap of being, like, a bad person. Yeah. And being this dirty player. Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, like, I, I, can't, I, can, I can say this very confidently. Grayson Allen is an unbelievable human being. Like, he's a very God-fearing kid, and he, he works extremely hard. And like, to see kind of people attack him in the media right now about being, that isn't, knowing him, that isn't who he is. And I know that it hurts his mom. I know it hurts yeah. his family when they, when they see this. So like, when I hear Grayson Allen's name, I would have to, the first thing I'd have to say is like, I feel bad for him because it isn't who he is, you know? Like, Damn. so I guess the, the, the word I would say to this, describe Grayson Allen would be a friend. He's my friend.
0: Okay. That's, that's, a, that's a good that's, word. That's fair. And
3: I'll tell you what, I can never imagine being in the limelight what I would be portrayed as. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, would be pretty, it would be horrible.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, especially there, man, at Duke, that's a hard position to be in. And, like, he's carrying that team, and he's doing a really good job for him. So, I, as his friend, I'm very proud of him. Oh, that's good. Okay.
3: All right, we got uh, two more for you. Uh, ben Simmons. From LSU.
2: LeBron.
0: Wow. Wow. Oh! oh wow. wow. I'll take a comparison right there. So, uh, I actually have a, like, a side question not related to the game. So, were you um, disappointed not to see him in the tournament? Like, I know his team wasn't good enough to make the tournament, but would that have been something like, you know, you just
2: kind of wanted to see to see how he could handle that pressure? No, because I think um, – I think what happened to Ben is a very good thing for him. I think that in order to be great, you have to underachieve at some point in your life because that's going to help build. Again, we talked about that foundation for our team earlier. Mm -hmm. That's going to give you a very concrete base that you can build from. And most great players have been knocked down at some point. You know, like everybody knows the Michael Jordan story of him not making his ninth-grade varsity team when the, when he was in the ninth. But, you know, all those guys have one of those. Right. And I think this is one of those, you know, reality-defining moments for Ben. is like, could could Ben have done more? I'm sure he could have. I, again, I don't know. I wasn't there every day. But could he have taken over games more? Did he have the ability to do Yeah, he probably did. Well, you'd much rather, if you're him, learn that in college. And that's why I do think it's important all these guys go to college than learn that in your third year in the NBA, and you're going for your only championship of your career, you know. Like, so this is a good thing for him, and I think that he'll benefit from it a great deal moving forward.
3: Better to get it out of the way early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: but I don't think he, I, I don't think they deserve to be in the tournament. So I can't say I would like to see him be there because I'm a big I'm a big proponent of you get what you deserve, and I think sure. I think the committee played it right. Mm-hmm.
3: And so for the final one, and uh, after hearing Ben Simmons. As LeBron, so now the the, the final one is uh, Denzel Valentine. Well, Magic
2: Johnson. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> MSU. A, I would say I'd say all purpose. Like he's an all purpose guy. Perfect. How do you how do you
1: compare him to I don't know Draymond Green, who you know, pl- pretty similar players. He's, I mean, better he's than
3: Draymond well. Green. I'm gonna say that.
2: <laughs> they're di- I, well, they're different because Draymond. Draymond did a lot just based on again, he was Draymond's confidence was by far his greatest attribute. Like he thinks he's just better than he probably really is. Well that ended up turning into a reality for him. And he he plays with this like Teflon like Don. Like he's arrogant, he's cocky, he has swagger. But then he has a great, great, great basketball IQ. He really I mean, Draymond can play all five spots. Now the thing that Denzel does. I've known Denzel since Denzel was five. My first basketball coaching job was at East Lansing High School. Denzel's dad was an assistant with me on that staff. So I've seen him and his brother grow up, and they've just been in the gym all the time, you know? And I remember when I was at Missouri, and I remember when Michigan State took Denzel, Coach Tobalding, who's on our staff at follow with us, was like, oh, he really didn't like him. And I was just like, well, just watch. Like, He has all the tools because he can do a little bit of everything. And once he hones all those things, it's only a matter of time that he's going to be a a very good player. Now I didn't think he would be on this level where he would just be a triple-double machine. Right. But he does like he rebounds it, he passes it, he can shoot it, and now he's playing very, very confident. You know, he believes in himself more than anybody else. So if you look at the numbers, which is crazy, I saw him the other day on Twitter. His numbers to Magic Johnson's numbers. Are they're like uh, they're side by side? Now you could argue Magic was a freshman, and he's a senior. Okay, great. That just still shows the year that he's having. It's just a very yeah, unparalleled, I mean, unbelievable.
3: Anytime you're in uh, you know the conversation with Magic Johnson, no matter what, it's a good uh, conversation to be in.
2: Magic was bigger though. He was he was a lot taller. Yeah. But that's who I would he plays with him. That's awesome.
3: So you got any other uh, off season plans other
2: than? Hitting up the bars in uh, Lincoln Park, watching the games? <laughs> you know, recruiting, obviously. Recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. That's kind of what we do in the offseason. It's one of those things where I know a lot of people probably think college basketball, like when your season's over with, you have all this downtime. And really now is what our job really really picks up because we'll be out here in a couple weeks for spring recruiting. We'll get our players back on campus here in April. And we'll start doing individual workouts with them to improve them for the next year. Nice. And then we'll have guys on campus after that spring period. You know, we'll have a lot of young kids, 2017s, 2018s on campus for the next couple months. And then we'll do our summer recruiting, and then we'll be right back at it. I also, I, have, I, have, I am an app developer, too. I have a classroom checking app. So I'll be doing some things with that as well. Oh,
0: that's cool. Wow. Wow. So uh, no, uh, no time at the beach, then?
2: Well, I live right across the street, so I am I will probably go over to the beach every once in a while. But I'll take my phone with me so I can do some recruiting calls while I'm down. <laughs> there. <laughs> there you go. Recruiting on the beach. Nice, nice. I'll, I'll, I'll actually probably have my phone with me tomorrow when I'm at the bars in Chicago recruiting as well, too. So it's a nonstop job, but it's always <laughs> there, fun. There you go. That's, that's awesome.
3: Nice. Well, it seems like you're good at it. I mean, uh, every player we've named, it seems like you have a personal story with them. So you're definitely... Uh, good at recognizing
2: talent well we, tr- we we definitely try that's we definitely try that's for sure all
0: right well coach once again we'd like to uh thank you for coming on the show and uh you know we'd like to definitely have you back in a couple of weeks for uh final four and maybe the to talk about uh, some possible upsets
2: uh, in the early rounds I'm sure every team that I said was going to lose will probably win. And everybody that I think is going to win will probably lose. So we can go back over all of them, and I'll, I'll change my story next time. <laughs> Thanks, folks. Thanks
0: for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it again. Thanks.
2: Yep, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon.
1: All right, let's move on to some MLB hot stove. Uh, some big news out the White House camp today, but, you know, we're all just coming back from spring training. Lucci was there last week. Quasi and I were there just this week. Uh, it was fun to be out there, but like some really super crazy news, especially the White House camp. Like Adam LaRoche retiring, and Kenny Williams, like, apparently told him not to bring his kid around, and as a result, he's retiring. What are you guys' thoughts on that?
3: Ba- ba- basically, as everybody has probably heard, uh, like uh, Digits was saying, Adam LaRoche retiring really early and it's I don't
1: think it's really early. I mean, well, he's 36 years well, old. Well, well, well
3: early. No one was expecting him to retire. And uh I mean, so, I, I, seemingly so, hoping he seemingly seemingly forced out by White Sox management because he brought his son around uh too much to the practices and to games and everything like that, which at first sounds harsh, you know, uh from Sox management, until you find out that he literally brought this kid to every okay. single practice, like he was there every single spring, day. Spring training or spring,
1: regular, season. regular season,
3: everything. He had his spring, own locker. He had, he had, his, his, had his own, own locker in the thing. And and really, I gotta back the White Sox here. I mean, whatever. Keep your kid at home, man. Like, sometimes not, cool? not everybody
0: wants no, to see your is, kid. If it's not a distraction, like, you, you bring,
3: you bring him around, the kids are around every once in a while, yeah, fine. But nobody wants to see your kid every day.
0: Was it a distraction to the
3: team? Dude, you're a major league player. I, like... I don't want to have to be on my P's and Q's because your kid's in the locker room. Honestly, the <laughs>
1: players didn't complain. The players were actually backing up.
3: Oh, the, the, play, the, the players that were friends with Adam LaRoche. I guarantee you there's a lot of players that are like,
1: finally that kid's out of here. Yeah, so I can that is just true. Like, like, only Adam Eaton spoke out. He's probably like, you know, Adam LaRoche Askiss her or whatever. So
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Adam Eaton, Adam LaRoche. You know, it, it, nothing against Adam LaRoche. He's a great dad, I'm sure. Loves his kid. Nothing against his kid or whatever. But no one, nobody wants anyone's kid at your job every yeah. single day. I don't, want any, I don't want to see anybody's kids.
1: And based on, the last, based on like last year's stats for Adam Roche, I think this is the best thing Kenny Williams has done in like 10 years. Like forcing <laughs> a guy out by not letting his kid in a clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, so, it does
0: save him $13 million. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think
0: they'll add anyone here because there is really,
1: no one available. No, so they got
0: Justin has, Morneau, man. He's out there. Justin <laughs> Morneau, man. <The> Washed up <laughs> Canadian guy right there. Oh, okay. damn. The hate.
1: Dang. I'm sorry, I don't want this do some more now. I'd rather go with what we have right now and whatever. Uh, all yeah. I know is,
3: with that all being said, it's a proven fact now, White Sox don't like kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is not true! I don't
3: know. <laughs> <laughs> with, 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 with me agreeing with it and everything. Oh, but, I right, like, say, like, but I will still say, they still kick the kid out of the locker room. It's just not <laughs> a symbol that you send to kids. <laughs> Way to go, White Sox.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know, whatever. I mean... Kenny Williams was going for, like, a clubhouse, like, you know, better clubhouse or whatever. He's like, less respects well, better, and I think he thought... Did you see what Kenny Williams said? No, I, I didn't see what he said. He's thought.
3: like, I, he was actually pretty reasonable. He's like, we just don't want the kid around every single day. He's like, not, he's oh, like, no, maybe, I he's like maybe if you brought him
1: around 50% of the no, time... No, he said actually less than 50%. Then, <laughs> then less yeah.
3: than 50%, I mean, but seriously.
1: Honestly, White house had problems, like, beyond Adam LaRoche and, like, Drake LaRoche. Drake, go go ahead, go for your Drake. Everybody hates Drake. <laughs> oh, ouch, ouch. <laughs> anyway. I got
0: I got my segment for the uh, Bulls talk about Drake. So we'll we we'll, 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 we'll we'll back we'll to, we'll that. Get to Drake. Anyway, like speaking of
1: White Sox, like obviously Quasi and I were there like this weekend at a bachelor party for a friend, and we went to watch Cubs White Sox on Saturday, and uh, we went to watch Sox and Diamondbacks on Sunday. Why is that? in a lot of trouble. If they're going to rely on starting pitching of Eric Johnson and John Danks. You know, bringing up like anchoring their rotation or whatever. Both what these guys looked awful. Like outside of like Sale, Quintana, and Rodon. Oh my God! Good luck. Digits. I'm sorry.
3: Digits, really quick. Yeah. What school did uh, Chris Sale go to college? Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Florida. Go. Uh, Gulf Coast University, Florida
3: Gulf Coast. <laughs> the I could not pick a more perfect place to guess where that guy
1: came from. Of course, here's like a, he went. Uh, here's you, Mucci, he look, Haiti, you look at that Haiti. guy,
3: and I would have one guess. I would guess he went to Florida Gulf. Coast I'm
1: surprised you didn't say he's from Southside uh, Tinley Park College or something. I don't know.
3: He's way too thin. Or, is, is, is there is there a college at Tinley
1: Park? No, uh, Moraine Valley. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Moraine Valley Community yeah. College. This spot is equal to Florida Gulf Coast. <laughs> hey, Dunk City, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh well you were at a Cubs camp last week. Well, I guess you didn't go, but
3: we we, we were out in uh, spring training. It's a, that's a really fun environment. It's just fun seeing uh, the the fans from all all over, yeah. you know, the country. I will say, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, the two largest showings of fans I saw in, in Scottsdale at least were by far obviously the Cubs. And uh, the Giants, a lot of Giants. I agree, fans Giants,
1: and also Angels. I saw a lot of Angels. Angels, fans as well.
0: yeah. But well, you know, we did right. see, yeah. yeah there, there were a lot of Giants, Angels, a lot of Giants. Of and, angels, and, lot of giants. Listen,
1: everybody was a Cub fan though. Everywhere we went, it was like everyone was Cub yeah. fan. I don't know if it was local because people transplant from here. It's a national thing, buddy. Get yeah. used to it. WGN man. I
0: will say, uh, seeing both facilities, the Cub fan and the Cub facility, it's it's really nice. They got a nice Is hotel. It? I like the
1: White Sox facility better, honestly. It was bigger. Not like, to be like biased or anything. Here's but, the
0: like, thing: the White Sox facility was like ten times bigger. Yeah, it was just it was way out everywhere. there, but it was like much well, better. First of all, it was
3: everywhere. First, first of all, it's way out there. And let's not call it the White Sox facility. Let's call it what it is: it's there for the Dodgers. Yes. Actually, okay? that's a great point. The Dodgers God. share, and then the White
1: Sox get Adam LaRoche's kids' locker <laughs>
3: equivalent at the Dodgers. Actually,
1: Quasi facility. made a great point on Sunday. He said. The Do- it looks like the Dodgers own the facility, and Satchel like, is like, the roommate. Yeah. Because, like, the yeah. Dodgers they were just like... have, like, a nice, like, sign. Right. They're on... the roommate yeah. that sleeps on the couch and hey, pays the yeah, yeah. rent. Fine. So, the Dodgers facility was nicer than the Cubs facility. <laughs> it was in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it was in the middle of nowhere. But, you know, I like, guess it is Arizona. Everything's in the middle of nowhere. In that is here, true. So... I'll you know, second that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, just to get to your Cubs real quick, uh, watching them on Saturday, it seems like they're ready for a regular season, you know. Like, everything was like clicking, man. Like, uh, uh, what's the, his name? Hit Father the ground was hitting. Yeah, hit the ground running. Father was hitting. Uh, your boy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hamill was pitching well. Hamill, Jason Hayward was hitting well. You know, Hamill
0: like, will fall apart during the season. Yeah, that's the least of my concern. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, we and some minorly telling, like uh, I, I can't stacked. remember this guy's name, but like you know, PTM Chicago live tweeted it from the game on Saturday, but you know, they just had a, they're they're ready for season to start right now. Stacked, stacked. Uh. I mean, this is your year. Hashtag this is your year, right here. Every year from White Sox fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I'm sorry, you had some uh, MLB spring training stats you wanted to toss out? I just me?
0: wanted to say that uh, this is your year at 4 and uh, 11. Yeah, it's spring training, but still, it's 4 and 11. Fame. 4 and 11. Is this guy bringing not up to, uh,
3: spring training stats?
0: Not too... Apparently uh, he is. Well, dig, digits isn't doing the job. So yeah, I, come on, digits. White Sox. Who cares about
1: spring training? You're like <laughs> you sound like Top Thibodeau going for like preseason championships here. White Sox. Oh, wow. Who cares?
0: White Sox are. Uh, hey, man, he is already... White Sox are at seven and seven. Yes. Yeah, so? Spring uh, training who, brother. Uh, who's sitting on top in Florida at ten and three? Yeah, that's right, the Blue Jays.
1: I guess the United States in Arizona. <laughs> if you were in Arizona, <laughs> right. you'd be Owen 16. Hey, oh, 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 oh. I'm, I'm, I'm
3: oh. going to have to second what he said. What are you going for? Pre I'm just, I'm just season banners? What are they?
0: Preseason banners <laughs> uh, awarded just, to the Blue Jays. I'm just saying, hey. we don't have an offseason. Doc Thibodeau won a lot right of things in right the rings, too, you know? You so. <laughs> can start right at the beginning. We start. Hey, yeah. Thibodeau was uh, making the hey. playoffs. There's a lot of teams that want that.
3: Was spring training about. Is going out getting some early baseball and having fun in the sun and watching and getting, you know, partying in a good atmosphere. And yeah. it, by going, you know, with those standards, Cubs are the winners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, nobody. Let, let's be honest. No one's going to watch the. Blue let games. me
0: let me say this.
1: That's a good point. We learned the Yankees uh, or Cubs. People are going to watch them. Either one of those teams.
3: Yeah, oh, Yankees, right, Cubs, and
0: apparently the
1: Giants, San Francisco. Giants.
3: Let
0: me say this. Uh, according to our last show. You uh and I believe I got this answer correct. Baseball is only eighteen minutes of work. So you're telling action. me action. Action there's eighteen minutes of action. Okay, Not work. <laughs> well, I would consider it work if it's action. Okay. So you're telling me that in spring training that these guys can't even put up what? Five minutes of actual work. They, they're just no. out there having no, fun. No,
3: but the, the, the fans are
0: putting up hours of work. Having <laughs> exactly. a great time.
1: You know what? I put in my work on Sunday, all right? Yes. I was yes. yelling diditch, at everyone. Did
0: it's oh. uh, had some classic lines, especially uh, what I remember is uh, John Danks. Uh, he he was running off the field after getting rocked, and uh, some White Sox fans said, Hey, John, shake it off. It doesn't matter. It's just spring training. And did clarified, just No, it doesn't matter. You need to play better. As things ran by him. him I'm pretty sure he heard me. There was no one else there in the ballpark. Yeah. I was yeah. just oh, a spy.
3: Oh, oh you were at right. Sox Park? Yeah. Down there? Oh, he heard you. We're at Kaminsky. <laughs> oh, he heard We're you. at
1: Kaminsky West. Kaminsky C- yeah. West. Desert
3: West. Oh, yeah. he, heard, he heard you. It echoed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely.
1: All right. Well, uh, let's move on to some NBA talk. Speaking of Tom Thibodeau and, like, pieces and championships. Wow, the Bulls are barely hanging out to the last spot in the playoffs, man. Barely. A lot of injuries. This, this, this is going to be a very quick topic
3: because uh, <laughs> the Bulls are just plagued by injuries. I don't even know who's on the team anymore, who's put, who's actually out there playing. Well, yeah, because uh, everyone is injured. Everyone is injured. We are hanging on by a thread. We may have even lost this night for the A seed in the playoffs. I mean, to the Wizards, yeah. We, we may not make the playoffs.
1: I mean, do you even want to make the playoffs? Why don't no. you just tank and go after well, LeBron no. James, as Coach Carter said, Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons, yeah. A.K. the new LeBron.
3: You or, are, you are or.
0: not going to catch him. Oh, we even if like,
3: you get
1: a high lottery pick, Matty Johnson, Denzel Valentine.
3: I would take him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, let's not make the playoffs. Let's see what happens. No.
0: You make the playoffs, anything can happen. People come back from injury. Hopefully, mm. yeah. Selfishly <laughs>
1: as a season ticket holder, I would rather not make the playoffs and just use the money towards next year. <laughs> to <the first> <laughs> but anyway, like uh, Bulls are not interesting. But there was something interesting about the Toronto game. Like towards the end of the game, Justin Holiday was trying to inbound the ball. Bulls got a five-second violation, thanks to
0: Canada's, Canada's own, own Drake.
1: Canada's own, keep him.
0: Drake, tra- Drake
3: is just annoying.
0: It was it was an interesting topic. You said I kind a delay of game. There's no way you should be allowed to do that. Okay, here's the thing. All those people really? Wait, wait. All those people sit up they spend a lot of money and they sit on the front row. That's right? where the players cause you've heard of Lee? Really? really? Yeah. Have you ever heard of Spike Lee? Because his mouth yeah, is but up. He's not up like in his, his You know what you know what Drake was saying to this guy? Hey, I think you're out of timeouts. Hey, I don't think you have any more timeouts. This guy's a professional basketball player. He doesn't know how many timeouts you have. Dude, Spike Lee...
3: First of all... ...is more interesting than... Hold on,
1: Drake. hold on. I want to see what he says.
3: Spike Lee <laughs> yells out funny things. He yells out real antagonizing things. Drake is just... I, he's just boring. He can just go away. Oh, Why you hate? He thinks he's talking trash. He's not even talking trash. Yeah, but
0: that's the most important is he wasn't talking trash. He was just telling him, I think you're out of time. No, out. he thinks
3: he he was is- You know exactly what he's doing. He's getting up in his ear. First of all, the guy... Uh, the guy on the Bulls said he wasn't even listening to him. He was looking at the rough either well, way.
0: Then, that guy messed up without even trying to it He did. Like, he
3: did, did <laughs> mess up.
0: If any average
1: Joe like you or me was sitting courtside, you would have gotten ejected. No, no,
0: no. Dude, if we were rich... We are not. If we were rich and sitting courtside, okay, the only difference is... We probably we was, just got
1: booed
3: for so many lame comments in yeah The it's, only it's, difference,
0: <laughs> I think, was if we were sitting courtside, we might be sitting. Maybe if you want to argue, he should have been sitting and maybe not standing because he was kind of close. That I could understand, but you know what? Him just yelling. I'm. There are people yelling stuff like that at players all the time. You yelled at John Danks, a player on your own team. But he was leaving the field. He was And the his comments, his comments were more interesting. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'll tell you what. In five years, no one will even know who Drake is, and oh, they'll just be like, hey, "Who was that guy yelling at that guy in the Bulls?" <laughs>
0: You, no one blames Hoiberg for not getting a better dude to throw in the ball. I blame I blame Hoiberg for
3: everything. <laughs> I blame him for a lot. Uh,
0: yeah. Let's move
3: on to NFL.
1: Yeah, NFL talk. Oh shit, my bad. I went wrong way. I, I skipped the NFL to go to NBA. Anyway, let's go yeah. back to NFL. Yeah, yeah
0: we're gonna yeah, we're gonna like Tarantino, tarantino this. We yeah. went to the end. We're going back to yeah, the yeah, beginning. You know,
3: anyway, anyway. <laughs> Either way. uh The the Bears, all the Bears are going to the East Coast. Uh, You have the Jets, who apparently love ex-Bears players. They got, obviously, Brandon Marshall, and now they picked up Bat Forte. Uh, And now...
0: You mean some might call that a spring cleaning of sorts? (laughs) Spring
3: cleaning. (laughs) This is the spring cleaning.
0: (laughs) The spring cleaning that's going on with the NFL. It, and it, it looks like it. They're the Bears are just shipping people off. Do you people like are, their signings?
3: I like. I like everything that that's happening with the Bears. Yeah. We got rid of Shea McClellan. He, he went to the Patriots. I mean, if any team can make Shay McClellan good, I guess it would be the Patriots. But you good know luck. they will. That's not. He's <laughs> not going to be good. He's <laughs> he got Chris Long with him.
1: Joining Martellus Bennett there, I guess. Today, I Martellus
3: today. Bennett now is opposite of the Gronk. Which uh, that's you, actually Belichick good. Now, that's is going to go off yeah, on yeah. that. I mean Martell's Ben. Do you remember? Wait. Do you remember that murderer that was opposite of Gronk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. Uh, yeah. Aaron Hernandez and Gronk did really well. I think Martell's Ben's yeah. going to do really good opposite of Gronk. Shea McClellan. I think they brought in just to. Uh, I think Belichick's just going to tie him up in the basement and use him <laughs> as some sort of toy because there's no reason to have him on your football team. Um, you know, other than that, yeah. Do I love the Bears? I I really like what the Bears have been doing. I don't think we've been overspending at all. And we've been getting a, a lot for our money. Um, I love Danny Trevathian. Oh, by
1: the way, we had to go to the archives, but I predicted that, I think. I'm pretty sure I predicted that. He,
0: predicted did, he didn't talk about that. I talked about Danny Trevathian.
3: Excitement. Danny Trevathian, well, that's a good prediction, <laughs> and I'm glad we got him. Danny Trevathian's awesome.
1: He'll be awesome. You got,
3: uh, I love that we got Akeem Hicks yep.
1: uh, from, uh, from uh, the Patriots. Patriots. Jarrell Freeman.
3: Uh, Jarrell Freeman, another linebacker. I mean, so, bam, there you go. Two experienced linebackers. Uh, coming to the Bears, um, Bobby
1: Massey from the Arizona Cardinals.
3: Bobby Massey, yep. There we go, and uh, we re-signed Miller. Time,
1: yep. Zach Miller,
3: Zach Miller. She will be... say, "I'm not sold on." I'm that.
1: sold on Zach Miller. I, I think,
3: think he is just as good or better than Martellus Bennett.
1: I agree. Uh, we'll he was say. actually better than Martellus last year. I think.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: so who do the Bears go after in draft? as uh, draft well, is coming well, up, now slow.
3: I mean we. We were always thinking that they were going to go probably, obviously, defense mm-hmm. if in the first round like linebackers, but maybe we're not. Maybe now we'll go for a, a secondary player like a, a corner or something for like that. Or, for I mean, yeah. eventually, the Bears will have to actually spend a real draft pick on a quarterback. That's, this, that's what i was trying to get to. Is it ever we gonna go quarterback, yeah. Are we
0: ever going to draft an actual no. quarterback? That doesn't seem to be the Bears' mo. They always draft some quarterback. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. That's the old
1: management. Not the new management. New management only second draft. So you, right. you don't know. And first of all, let's look at their first draft.
3: I think their first draft was good. All right, Kevin White.
1: Well, unfortunately, wait, wait. How do you say that? After Kevin White didn't play Kev- last year.
3: Whatever. It's not their fault that he got injured, and they said that actually he was, it is.
1: They didn't do their homework when he was hurt. Well,
3: fine. So, but Kevin White could <laughs> still, he, he, could still really well. <laughs> he, he could still work out really well. He could still work out really, really well. We got uh, Langford out of that, who is our replacement for Matt Forte. That's a pretty good pick.
1: Yeah, yeah that is true. Good point. Yeah, you two know, offensive players. Two offensive one.
3: players who are going to be game ready. And um, do you, do you fear
0: a uh, sophomore slub from like Langford? Like, no, I, I don't actually. No, no, I don't, dude. That guy is he's 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 built for yeah. the NFL.
1: Uh, yes. Speaking of Langford and whatever the running back who was with us last year, Forte. I'm sure you guys are glad that he didn't go to the Packers. Oh.
0: Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're, we're all afraid of that, like
1: yeah.
3: a couple
0: episodes ago. I heard ago. Julius Peppers was uh, yeah. pushing, yeah. pushing hard well, to get him F- there.
3: F- Forte said that there was actually very minimal interest from them. That they, the Patriot everyone thought he was going to the Patriots and uh, Green Bay. And he and he actually came out and said that they had minimal interest compared to other teams. Obviously, oh. being the Jets, I was
0: really surprised about the Jets. Honestly, like I didn't expect that. Yeah, I I would think there were other teams that yeah. you know needed them, but I guess the Jets it's, like taxpayers. So do we
3: get another running? All right, our backup running back right now is who? Kadine Carey?
1: Yeah, Kadine Carey. That's <laughs>
3: awful. So, <laughs> who,
1: who, I don't we, know if he's signed the other guy from Atlanta. Yeah. So,
3: um, do we get the other? You know, everybody has the, the dual running back package. Do we get the guy, the goal line guy, the big Bruiser, to just punch it in? Or is that Jeremy Langford? Is he good enough? Because one guy that's out there, I love this guy. Not everybody likes him, but just for this on the one yard line, the Garrett Blunt.
1: I mean, how much could he possibly cost? He has a lot of baggage, though, I think. I don't know. I mean, that's like, what, you don't what, like, what could he possibly
3: have to deal yeah, with? Yeah, but he gets I mean, like, I mean,
1: smoking weed with that. Like, Here's the thing. Right, we could
3: probably get him for a bag of weed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't want to deal with his legal issues and all this other shit. You know, like let's keep it clean. I don't think we need him.
0: Yeah, because we uh, never picked up Sam Heard. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He <laughs> <laughs> right. would be the largest drug dealer. Yeah, but you didn't know Sam Hurd yeah. was clean all the way up to that point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's like, true. Up up the Grand has always up, had a baggage. Up
3: to the point when he was literally <laughs> waiting for his bear's checks to clear yeah. to go buy drugs, that was awesome. <laughs>
1: Like I feel like Bears Virginia McCaskey doesn't want to go after people with baggage, you know. Virginia
3: so. McCaskey.
1: <laughs> what are you gonna say about <laughs> Steve Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Pass.
1: Uh, a couple other NFL signings I wanna go over, like Brock Osweiler. Overpaid?
0: Probably, but
1: I mean I mean You Houston, thought you thought it when you first heard it. Here's the thing. Of course Houston had no one. The guy,
3: the they, guy who made the biggest joke. You, you saw the guy who tweeted out, "Are you kidding me with that contract?" Was that dude uh, Matt Flynn?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because yeah. Matt Flynn got paid a bunch of money yeah. to go to the
3: Seahawks, yeah. and then he never played because they drafted Russell Wilson. Yeah. And, yeah. He, he and then he worked
0: after. his way right back to the, the queen, Packers. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Brock Osweiler. Come on, guys.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it was a bad signing for Houston. I would I, say it, I was, was surprised. A bad you're gonna make you, that that guy's your franchise quarterback?
3: Why not? Yeah. Why?
1: Brian Hoyer. I mean, they're, they're comparing stats, between being like Hoyer and uh, Brock Osweiler, Hoyer actually had better stats than Osweiler. Which yeah, say yeah. is says not good.
3: Osweiler like, got I do not good. Osweiler got bench yeah. for a Peyton Manning with one like half an arm.
0: First of all, Peyton Manning with half an arm is still gonna you know
3: yeah well win I mean games yeah like, I, I guess I'm just I'm, Dude, Osweiler never did. He had one, maybe what one good game. You know who they should have picked back up was uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. That guy's awesome.
1: Everybody's talking about that. Like people are surprised they like, didn't do that.
3: I I don't know why they didn't. I, he or even like in. Denver not going think,
1: after. No, Denver no, not going after either. Yeah. Denver went after Mike Sanchez. So did
0: he sign with the Jets? Uh, no. So no. I, don't, like, I don't. Know what's he still did, out I know what he did. Like, the Bears should get
2: him
1: as a backup. I would. have
0: I him. would him. take Fitzpatrick in a heartbeat. He's uh, he's good, but people seem to... I don't he's taken a lot of rough hits the last year. Yeah, they're staying away from him, yeah. and I'm a little surprised. I was definitely surprised that Denver went after Mark Sanchez. I don't hate Sanchez, but uh, I felt like it was a weird... I, it was so surprising because it was like a team that had two quarterbacks that legitimately were decent. Yeah. Suddenly had definitely, no... <laughs> definitely better than Sanchez. Did so, you try
1: to bring uh, Peyton Manning out of retirement? Uh, no. No, no cuz yeah.
0: uh, he's he's done, but the move to get Sanchez uh was uh shocking. I did not expect it. I mean, I would have gone after RG3. I don't know if he would have. RG3. Three. I know.
1: That's garbage more.
3: Right <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's more garbage than Mark Sanchez. Colin Kaepernick was probably a better. I would player.
3: get RG three to literally clean up the garbage, <laughs> <laughs> like literally be a janitor. Maybe that's it.
0: <laughs> you know, quick shout out. What about to... Kaepernick? Uh,
3: I, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I mean, I I want nothing to do with that guy.
1: Okay. But yeah, you're
0: from I mean, stuff. he's better
3: than everyone that we've been talking. about. No, no, no I'm talking about <laughs> for the Broncos. For the, I mean, sure. I mean, no. why not? I mean, if you're, I mean. For us, no, I don't want him on the Bears. Yeah, he's garbage. No, I mean, yeah, but I mean, him versus Sanchez, I mean. But
0: are they, is San Francisco asking for too much or people offering too little? Because that's what the the, big, the worst signing
3: in all of football was Chip Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco just signed their, you know, losing seasons for the next however many years until they get rid of him. <laughs>
0: No, they'll have like good, two two good first seasons, and then the third season. Oh, they, have, they won't even
3: have a good season. I, I, I they're <laughs> going to have a losing record this year. I guarantee it. Mark this down. This
1: date. Oh yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, Chip I, I think it's awful. Yeah, I
0: mean they'll have a bad season just because Chip Kelly has to you know get the system going. It doesn't something. matter.
1: You can get the system going. They'll still be under five hundred.
0: Well, we'll see. What was your we'll shout, shout out to? I'm sorry. Oh You're yeah, quick shout out too. to. Uh, I don't know if you saw Emmanuel Sanders on uh Twitter when he was having some fun talking about the Denver QBs. He was uh pulling up all these QBs from TV shows and movies and like giving him giving them their rating and stuff like that. He pulled up one of uh photo of Barack Obama throwing uh throwing a football and he said, Hey, I think this guy's coming out of retirement sometime. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll play quarterback for us. So he he was having some fun. I don't know if people Thought it was fun, but, you know, he was having a nice time uh, I like joking it. around. Yeah, it was, uh, it was
3: uh, pretty I'd, funny. I'd take Barack over Mark Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> you probably had a better arm than Mark Sanchez. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely got a better head on his shoulders. Yeah, make, true, probably yeah. makes smarter passes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have any good questions, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to move on to some NHL talk? Quasi. you a uh, resident NHL expert right here. Uh, I mean, what are the Blackhawks? Are I, I got a,
3: I got a question yeah. for, for you, resident NHL, uh, you know, experts. Expert. Why do the Hawks
0: suck in March? You know, the, it's a long season, and uh, they're slumping at a bad time. Other teams are getting better at the bad time. We're in a very tough division. I mean, the Central, you got Minnesota, you got St. Louis, you got some... Winnipeg, you got teams that are. Or is it
3: they just they're done with the season by this point because they know that they made the playoffs, so they're just waiting. They're saving their energy
1: for playoffs.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I I would like them to keep trying. I prefer that they win the West, like finish first overall. I think it'll set a better matchup in the playoffs. We might have to face St. Louis in the playoffs. Did you say
3: St. Louis is their biggest competition?
0: (sighs) What about Dallas? So I used to think it was Dallas. L.A. is always tough. The Ducks are tough. You know, I'm starting to think St. Louis could be a legitimate contender in the West. I don't know. They have a bad history of getting out of the first round. They can't do it. I mean, last year, I believe, we faced them first round, and they were up, like, 2 nothing, and we just came back and knocked them out. So, But this, this could be their year, at least to to get to the western conference finals the uh, Dallas and Anaheim and LA and I think even the Blackhawks are just deeper but do you know this and uh did just going to have to
3: check my facts it could be totally wrong here but I think I'm right that the Blackhawks have not beat a western conference team since February 6th
0: it's it's been it's
3: been rough it's been,
0: They've been rough. beating up on the east oh yeah yeah These, in my opinion the east is uh it's a lot like the uh NL you know it's not uh, It's not worth, not worth uh, going to the finals against.
3: Uh, How do people still write on the NL when it's every other year the National League
0: wins the World Series? You take San Francisco Giants out of wow. there. Who you got? Well, you got I guess crazy calls. Like you're
1: right. The are versus Dallas uh, Stars. Yeah. Is that correct? That is correct. Sir. Look at that. New <laughs> resident stat boy is me. <laughs> <laughs> and they lost to San Jose since then, Dallas, Anaheim, Minnesota, Nashville, and uh, St. Louis, Dallas,
0: and Kings.
1: So all yeah, 8
0: the since then. Problem is, wow, the, the West, is, the West is a tough conference. It is just... It's it's rough out there. I think the Hawks and just
3: have checked out, but the problem is, are they going to be able to check right back in come playoff time?
0: I think you got enough guys. They've that done have, it in the past. That yeah, you got enough ever. guys that have won a cup. That I think they can turn it on when you need to. But I think like Black House
1: honestly, they've shown in the past where home oh ice probably doesn't matter for them either. Like they've gone see, into that's the
0: thing. I, I like that's why I would like them to finish a little higher just to get. You know, but some yeah, homeless. I feel like
1: they're not intimidated. Like anywhere they go, like they have Blackhawk fans everywhere, man. Nashville, Florida, Well oh, I mean, you mean like out in the West? Oh, Coast Arizona. Like, yeah, Arizona. Exactly Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. Oh, who Hawk fans and Hawks fans out there? Hawks.
0: Yeah, and I think so. Like I, I Q, think everywhere Q they go, they know. Them. Like yeah, Q will have them prepared for whoever they're going against. It's just you prefer them. You know, they had that like twelve game winning streak. Kane had that twenty 20- six. I got another question.
3: I got another question for you, both of you.
0: Yeah.
3: Is Coach Q a U.S. citizen? I'm going to say no. I'm
1: going to say no as well.
3: I'm going to say that he is. (laughs) And if I get this right as well, I will be the reigning stat boy (laughs) (laughs) from now on.
1: He's from Windsor, Ontario, Canada. I know he's from Canada.
0: Oh, I mean, he could <laughs> he be a citizen, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I think he's just landed an immigrant. He's been working for the NHL for okay, how many sure. Years? After working
1: in the U.S. for over 30 years, Quirinville passed the uh, naturalization Test in 2011.
0: Oh. And he is, ah, he's a citizen. He's a dual citizen. You write, you write these things on your hand? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: just hey, I'm just saying, the two stats <laughs> that I pulled out were NHL stats, <laughs> and they were both correct.
0: Uh, yeah, sure. You got them written on your hand. There's
3: <laughs> <laughs> radio. Sheet, don't sheet see, right there. No exactly. can see
0: my hand. Well, yeah. Thanks again for listening to episode seven of Pass the Mic. And as always, hashtag fuck Joe Buck.